0: Jess and I got tickets to that Jurassic Quest down at the David o. Lawrence Convention <laughs> Center.
1: Really? Yeah. I for, don't know for, what
0: this is for Christmas. It's <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of just like animatronic dinosaurs.
2: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, it was very much for kids. So <laughs> we got oh, it already this, happened. Yeah, we already we uh, okay. we got them for Christmas, and we went this last weekend and. Yeah, we were through it a lot faster than we thought we were going to be. <laughs> I don't know, in our heads, we were like, this is going to be like Jurassic Park, we're going to get in a Jeep, we're going to go on a safari, this is great. You know, it was great. Indoors, it, indoor safari. It, it, indoors, yeah. It, it was It was very far away from any of that. So <laughs> I would so, take that. A bunch of the noises and the movements of specifically the tricerat- a, a few of the triceratops that were there, it almost felt like um, the mating habits of the prehistoric. Show. It was a lot of. A, uh, 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 uh. Oh
3: dear. <laughs> no one, no one listening can see Andy thrusting yeah. as he's making <laughs> us the noises. It, it, it was,
0: it was a throw, meaningful
1: thrust, a slow, meaningful thrust. It's yeah. a true like voice performance where he's putting yes, his, his physical all into it. Just, just
3: picture that, dear listeners. As you're, as you're listening to the show. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bragg Guy to Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Libick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles.
0: What's up, Papa Podcast people?
3: Josh Zorch. Hello,
2: good evening. Mike Bradley. You had the perfect opportunity here to give us all weird, dumbass DC superhero names, and you just you fumbled it. Yep, didn't do it.
3: And Ian Leidick. I am vengeance!
4: I am the knight! I am the Snyder Cut! <laughs>
3: Like why would you have to, like, eat your microphone when you did that? Like just talk. I had to get position. Literally. I had to
4: be there. It's down in the bowels of your throat that you had to get that out.
3: Just like Snyder likes it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was too, that's too far for fruit. me or not. That's, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're back after uh, sort of an extended break here. We are full crew. Everybody's here uh, sorry to keep you all waiting for a little bit longer. The good news is I think my work travel should be coming to an end. So hopefully we can get back to a little bit more of a consistent schedule. And by uh consistent schedule, I mean, hopefully we can do one of these, like two of these a month maybe <clears throat> is what I'm hopefully going to, so every other week, probably, hopefully, um, I'm going to give myself some leeway. We could do more than that. We'll see, but it's just easier, I think, to take a week or two off here in between episodes, just to break it up. But if we find something worth recording and we want to do it, more often than that, we can work out schedules. We'll see if we throw in a couple extra ones a month. But we'll go back to, hopefully, to a month for anyone that still is excited for any of these things. Um, but we're here to cover the future of DC movies and series. So over the years, we've talked about how DC never really seemed like they had a plan. That it was hard to tell what movies are connected to each other, even if they even tried to make them connected. I don't know. We Hard to justify any of that stuff anymore. And with Warner Brothers. Cost-saving incentives that they had recently, it became more and more confusing what would be safe for DC moving forward. So, just a little bit of a background, we had Batgirl canceled in August. In October, it was announced we were getting Henry Cavill Superman back, and then two months later, it was reported, Cavill will not be returning as Superman. And at the end of last month, which is January 25th, Titans and Doom Patrol became the latest casualties of the Warner Brothers restructuring as they were both said to be ending after their after their respective fourth seasons. So DC continued to crumble. We have no idea what the hell's going on. We knew James Gunn and Peter Safran were taking over as the co-CEOs of DC Studios, I think is what it's called now. Um, And that they had some sort of plan. How original. What's that?
0: How original. Yeah.
3: It works. Whatever. Um, But they had some sort of a plan that they were going to unveil in January to talk about what was next for DC. So on the very last day of the month, January 31st. Gunn and Safran unveiled their plan for DC. Uh, they announced 10 projects between movies and series, but they also said they still had a few unannounced things that were, I don't know, still in the works that they just didn't, weren't able to announce yet. So there still might be some other stuff added to this list. Um, they stressed that all of these projects will be interconnected. So this roadmap is made up with the idea that these will actually guide a shared universe of DC properties. Gunn had said that they want to try to use the same actors across all mediums, which seems to imply that if you see an actor play that character in a movie, the same actor will play that character in a series. I'm guessing that could extend to animation. I feel like that might be, I don't know, For from my perspective, I feel like it's very difficult to get all these highly in-demand actors, I assume, for some of these roles, to then get them to voice the character for some sort of animation property if they show up there, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Um... But because Warner Brothers and DC already have some DC projects announced, or soon to be released, there will be some projects that fall outside of the continuity. So these are going to be referred to as DC Elseworlds. Um, Those would include Matt Reeves' The Batman sequel, which is now titled The Batman Part 2, set to release October 3rd, 2025, and Todd Phillips' sequel to The Joker, which will also be part of Elseworlds. I'm still a little bit unsure how Shazam, the Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman 2 fitted this whole thing. Um, Gunn had said Shazam could work because he's always been on his own in the DCU. Uh, Flash resets the DCU, Blue Beetle's just on its own little corner. And then they said that Aquaman 2 fits nicely and that him and Peter are trying to... Or it fits in what him and Peter are trying to do with their plan. So to me, that doesn't quite make sense because I thought this was meant to be like a, a reboot or restart for DC... Um, but the quote from Gunn, where he says all this stuff, goes as follows. He says, I think that we've gotten lucky the next four projects, four movies, because we have Shazam, which leads into Flash, which resets everything, which then goes into Blue Beetle, which is totally disconnected from everything that came before and can be part of the DCU, and then goes into Aquaman, which leads into Superman Legacy, which is our first big project. But the one thing we can promise is that everything from our first project forward will be canon and will be connected. We're using the same actors from from the past. We're not using other actors from the past. But everything from that moment forward will be connected and consistent. Which seems to just say, well, if we want to grab people from past movies, we can. There's other people we're not going to bring back. Obviously, Henry Cavill's out already. So, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If any, any of these other people come back, it's a question I guess we can ask later in the show and see what you guys think. Um, but let's get into the plan a little bit here. Uh, so James had said this is an 8-10 to 10 year plan, and this is just Chapter 1 of that plan, which they're being called Gods and Monsters, is Chapter 1. Uh, they also prefaced it by saying that this is a general timeline. There will be some flexibility with it based on when projects finally go into production and, and how that scheduling works. Uh, they added later that they're hoping to do two movies and two series per year. So that really eight to ten year plan might only take two chapters at this rate. I don't know how far, it inv- how far out they've planned, but I, it's, I don't know. I don't know if eight to ten is meant to be chapter one or if eight to ten is like their plan and however many chapters are in that plan, that's what that is. Um, Gunn had gone on to say that there is a writer's room involved trying to build the story and crack the DCU as a whole. And he listed a couple of people. So those people include Tom King, Crystal Henry, who worked on Watchmen, Christina Hodson, who wrote The Flash, Drew Goddard, and Jeremy Slater, who was involved with Moon Knight. That is the group crafting the DCU. Um, a few other quick things just to get out of the way before we get into the announcements. Um, Jason Momoa. Did you say Tom King? Tom King, yes. It was the first one mentioned. Okay. Yes. Didn't hear it. Um, Jason Momoa seemed to be teasing uh, Lobo, putting up pictures. I think James Gunn was even tweeting pictures of that, too. Uh, Gunn, I think, was asked about Lobo and Jason Momoa uh, after this announcement. So he answered, no, Jason Momoa is not playing two characters at once. So right now... Because they're the same person. so, So right now, he will not be Lobo. Gunn and Saffron had said that Aquaman was always envisioned as a trilogy... But James Gunn then added, we'll have to see what happens after Aquaman 2. So I don't know. It still seems like it's in the air.
2: See, that that's where I took that was because, one, Jason Momoa is so very much Lobo as it is. Oh, uh, yeah. He just yes. looks like every drawn version of the character I've ever seen. Um, But I think James Gunn was being intentionally vague when he said he will not play two characters at once. Right. Instead of saying he will not play Lobo. Right. Um, so that's, we're going to we're going to let him finish so,
3: Aquaman and then we'll come back and see if he wants to do Lobo probably type of thing. So if Aquaman ends with so Aquaman 2 then yeah. We'll see. Um the other thing they mentioned about the Flash. Um James Gunn had said they had some input on the Flash cuz I think it, they were asked um if anything changed because you know this movie has been stuck in development hell it's been worked on before this announcement so if rumors are true or some of the other side stories I've heard is like, it could have set some stuff up for the previous DC universe. Like there were characters that have been, you know, like wonder woman, uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, um, supposedly more of Keaton's Batman. Like that might've ended the movie differently, but I think a lot of that stuff got cut or changed based on what is happening with James, James Gunn and Peter Saffron's plan. Um, so all he said was that they had some input on the flash and then he, Added that Andy Muschietti, who is the director of The Flash, he flat out said they're going to be doing other stuff with them as well. So he didn't say what they were doing, but that director's coming back in some capacity. So uh, we'll have to but, wait and see where they come back. I don't know if that's like a Flash sequel or if they're going to just put him on one of these other projects. I guess we'll see.
4: And they won't say whether or not Ezra Miller is coming
3: yeah, back. I, <laughs> I'm,
2: it's pretty certain that he is not. He'll probably I, I really be in prison. They
4: have not said whether or not... Ezra will come back,
2: um, which to me means that it's
4: still an open door. Yeah, they're playing it very... Feels like it's real easy to say Ezra Miller will not be returned. Yeah,
3: they're they're playing well, it really you, safe wanna... PR-wise, but I don't know if it's just because they don't want to give the movie bad press by, like, shopping well, the star didn't... around, because he's going to have to go on the press tour. Like, you don't well... want him fielding questions about, like, he's done already before the movie comes out, so just, that's something they're... If they're going to do it, they're going to do it after the movie's out. They
2: have oh, yeah. to. I... I believe James Gunn was also quoted as saying he felt like this Flash was the best superhero movie he's ever seen. I saw that. Early so, buzz
3: for The Flash is very, very positive.
2: I, I find that very interesting because I was expecting it to be a total train wreck and my question is,
3: is he just hyping the movie up? I don't know, because I've seen that from multiple people. Like, Twitter has... Do they all work at DC? I, I don't remember who... <laughs> uh, granted, I don't remember who the people were, but the the people that I've seen on my Twitter feed that apparently have seen a cut of the movie have all seemed to say the same thing. It is one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Okay. That is the early buzz I'm hearing for this movie. So, I don't know. Anybody that saw the, the trailer around the Super Bowl, I thought was was really cool and got me really hyped. Even everything considering with Ezra Miller. Which I'm not going to get into the trailer because I know I've I've told Josh to steer away from it if he's curious. Because I think well, the trailer... Just moments I, yeah, I in the trailer watched, would be much cooler in the theater.
1: I haven't watched yet, but I, t- two of the big characters, I, I it's already gotten spoiled since <laughs> Sunday. So I might end up watching it. I don't know. We'll see.
3: Well, if you're going to watch it, like save it for when you're in the theater and see it. Like, Don't watch it online.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um,
3: all right, so let's get through the announcements. So we have 10 projects that are either movies or TV shows that we're going to go through. So I'll go through what was sort of announced in the DC press release for them. Um, and if I have a quote from gun, I'll, I'll grab that, which I have a few of them. Um, some of these, I don't even know. So I don't know how much we'll, we'll talk about each one, but we'll, you know, say a little bit about each one as we go through and then we'll wrap up with some questions and stuff like that at the end. So the first one they threw out there was called creature commandos, which is an animated HBO max max series. The entire series is written by James Gunn. Uh, the characters on the team consist of Rick Flagg Sr. Senior, senior. Uh, Gunn also confirmed that character will show up in other content. Uh, Nina Mazursky, Dr. Phosphorus, Eric Frankenstein, The Bride of Frankenstein, who is the lead of the show, G.I. Robot, and Weasel. Um, Gunn went on to say... What we're doing with the DCU is we're having animation tied directly into live action. Television, movies, and games are all intertwined within the same universe. We're going to cast actors that are going to be able to play the characters in this, as well as other things, some of which we've already cast. And that was a quote that was tagged with this announcement. So I don't know if that's just like he's setting the stage of all this stuff going forward, or if specifically this show will be having characters pop in and out of other things. But I knew nothing of Creature Commandos. This entire thing is new to me. So I don't know if anybody else knows anything about this.
1: Nada. I got nothing. Uh, other than just nope. hoping Sean Gunn gets to play Weasel again.
3: I mean, I would assume.
1: I think that was the only... So I saw like a clickbaity headline about like, The first two actors in James Gunn's DC Universe are announced. <laughs> and one was... We'll get to her later. She's uh, the next show. Yep. Vi- Viola Davis is continuing. Um, and Sean Gunn. At, specifically as Weasel. Yeah. Oh, not a Cylinder man. Damn it. So right, right. So like at this point, only in voice acting because it's this this project's going to be animated. Um right. So if he shows up live action again, I mean to be fair, I don't even think like Weasel didn't have lines in Suicide Squad. Right. No. He just no. he made no. noises. Yeah. So yeah, he was, it was just noises. So I mean, Sean was just doing like mocap, and maybe he was doing noises that he got recorded for, but it's not like he but I, I, I'm assuming he will have to speak in this animated show if he's being credited as the character, because he's there's nothing else for him to do.
3: Right. Um. Anybody but, have anything to add for this one? I don't even think they had... I'll have to go back to the article. I don't think they had, like, a summary or anything for this, really, either.
1: Nah. It's I... Just, it's... Go ahead, Josh. Oh, I was just saying, I I only... Like, I kind of feel like Guardians of the Galaxy with this in that it's a, a team ensemble that I know nothing about. Yeah. So if they're picking and, and this would be like literally Guardians, like coming from that, like that would be right up Guns Alley to be able to sell that very well and find a compelling way to get your foot in the door with that. So it could be interesting. No idea. But that's kind of the vibe that I was taking away from it.
3: Especially with Gunn writing it. Like, I think yep. that could definitely come back to a Guardians kind of kind of vibe. Uh, Alright, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, the next one they announced was Waller, which is a live-action HBO Max series. Um, just like Josh said, this brings back Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, one of the holdouts from whatever came before. Uh, Crystal Henry and Jeremy Carver are involved in working out the story for this one crystal henry again was a writer on watchman jeremy carver uh is listed as created doom patrol but i don't know if that means the comic or the show
1: oh yeah no yeah he's the showrunner i think
3: okay if that, um oh
1: man does does anyone watch doom patrol i have not i watched the I, first season i i didn't start when it was first on because i think that was like i think that in Titans. Technically started on like the DC specific separate yeah. specialty yeah. streaming thing before it got folded in, so I didn't start till I don't know maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago when it got on HBO Max. I freaking love Doom Patrol. It's I think it's really really good. I get hooked into uh Jane's character, who's this like schizophren uh, multiple personality disorder. Every one of the any di- every one of the personalities has a different ability. A different power okay um and then brendan Fraser's voice performance uh as his character uh cliff is like he's my favorite like i freaking love all of that so if uh if the guy behind the show as a showrunner is going to be involved in like like moving from that kind of tone into something i gotta i have to imagine waller is going to be pretty serious right like there's nothing about her character that really Says like hair's levity. It, I it, mean, she has to be the. I mean, isn't straight that character. all of the
4: movies she's in?
1: What's you that won't talk she, over each other?
4: Like all of the movies she's in is this
3: comedies. I mean, she's she's the straight character dealing with all the absurdity of everything else that's happening. So if that's the show, yeah. you could do something like that.
4: Yeah, True. It, it, it
3: does say
2: that it's going to be like pieced in as part of, or like put together as part of like the Peacemaker story. Like it says they're wedging this story in between Peacemaker season one and season two. Yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that. So that show was serious and funny, and you know, like it was a had its own thing.
1: That, so that's I could I see I, it just I,
2: falling in there.
1: I think I'm thinking of like because we just rewatched the Suicide Squad like two three weeks ago, and she doesn't have a lot of screen time in that. But like those really hyper intense moments, especially like right before her team knocks her out it's freaking scary
3: yeah so oh she's good i don't
1: know i don't know oh, she is i mean there's a reason she just e got it but mm-hmm. um i don't know i'll be curious to see if they are able to weave that mixture of tones in moments that really involve her just because her character is very very much the straight man very much the intense one but it'll be yeah I'm. i'm looking forward to that one actually
3: so a lot of this stuff don't, does not have release dates, release dates. So this is, again, tentative schedule. I guess these two might come out before everything else, um, but still no release dates on when that stuff's coming. Uh, the next one we have, which, again, is what Gunn is calling the start of their universe, which is Superman Legacy. So this is a live-action movie. It is being written right now by James Gunn. Um, they are apparently looking at Gunn to direct this, but nothing is official. So I don't know if he's got too much on his plate, if it's not going to happen. But I think it's something Gunn wants to do. It's something Peter Safran wants him to do. I don't know if it's if they're fighting with Warner Brothers to work out contracts or scheduling or I don't know. But uh, as of right now, nothing is official there. Um, it does have a release date already, July 11th, 2025. So about, what, two and a half years. Um, and they said this is not an origin story for Superman the little blurb they gave was that it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. And I think they're, they're trying to cast a younger Superman from what it seemed like came out when Cavill was not coming back is that he's a little bit too old for the role. They want someone to grow into this role over the next, I guess, 10 years. Um, So we're, we're assuming they're getting a younger actor, but anything, anything you guys got for Superman legacy?
4: So they said that Gunn said they want to take stories away from being good guy versus bad guy. And then he later said that there's all these shades of gray that allow us to tell complex stories. So is this... Superman not going to fight in this? Because that's what I'm hearing. (laughs) Is Superman going to just, like, encourage people to run for office and, like, (laughs) donate their time to libraries? (laughs) Because he's just that good of an American? Like, I I don't... That's what that... I got, to me, it sets up.
1: I thought more of, like, Killmonger in Black Panther. Uh, vill- villains or antagonists, opposing forces that toe the line of, yeah, you kind of get where they're coming from, and they're not just nefarious, like, mustache-twirling, conquer-the-world villains. Um, I think he... Th- I, I, D- in my mind, like, DC stuff, even... The '90s and and anything they've done since then, it's always been the simple: here's your superhero versus your bad guy, and how's that villainous story playing out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think like Marvel's found a way to that you know where he came from, found a way to do that a little bit differently. I think that's what he's talking about, like kind of I can leading it yeah. the other way, being a bit more ambiguous, a more sympathetic
2: villain. So, somebody that's not the Joker. I mean, he says that in there. It's like not like Gorilla Grodd or the Joker. And, um, even
1: I mean, not in, that, I I actually really did enjoy the big extended cut of Justice or uh, yeah of Justice League, but like not like Darkseid. Darkseid, no. right? Like yeah, somebody like, in between there. It's just not like the universe conquering person every single time.
2: Well, and and have a villain that has understandable motivations for being in their position or so just we're just talking Lex Luthor. I mean, yeah, it it would be a way to go. Um, but I think he's going to want to do something where like Luther would work in some ways. I think if he wants to go that route. well, I I mean, along the lines of it, it would work in, The ways that he wants to tell the story of Superman being helpful is more than a fighter. And then I
4: guess my other question is, is, so it's called Gods and Monsters, and in Justice League, Gods and Monsters, Superman is the son of General Zod and raised by illegal immigrants. (laughs) So, is he going to
3: beat up Border Patrol agents then?
1: Is that what it's about? (laughs) I I think it is. (laughs) Yeah. Is, that,
3: is that the gray, Border Patrol, the moral gray? I, mean, I don't think uh, Superman is going to be the gray character. Like, Superman has to be the beacon of light and good and hope. Like, well, that's I think Superman.
2: He he was quoted about that, too. Wasn't he wanting to bring back some, like, OG Superman vibes to the character? Like, just pure goodness. Yeah. Um. So, that being the case, I, I, I don't know which route they're going to go. I just, I'll be interested to see... How James Gunn manages to handle Superman. Especially yeah. if he's going the wholesome Superman route. The boring version. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess like.
4: The Superman that's always morally superior. Like, that's not fun. No,
2: yeah. I don't like, want to
4: watch a story about this guy who. I don't want to watch a story about Jesus with actual superpowers.
2: Well, I think the idea is like his forward facing, world facing persona. Is that, and then he's a more complex character behind the scenes that nobody else sees. I mean, that was the idea of the comic books. So it was that Clark Kent had real emotions and feelings and things, but Superman didn't show any of it as Superman. Well, they're not
4: the same person. That's why. Oh, that's right. we two different people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we, we've Wait, seen hold on. the same Superman stuff, right? Like, I'm... Not anymore, right? <laughs> I, I, it's an audio podcast. Nobody saw me take off my glasses, <laughs> but. Oh, they know I don't even know you have glasses.
3: That's true <laughs> uh Andy, anything for Superman?
0: I just kind of hope it's not like um a week in the life of Clark Kent <laughs> i just I feel like that would be sort of uh anti what um man of Steel was, you know, with all like the action and the the big decisions that. And, and fights that he had to do, you know, it would be the other side of that. Right. Saw. I would, however, I mean, I, take. A I montage still expect of like
3: that. big action and and uh, you know the action sequences and stuff to come for a Superman movie. I feel like you can't do a Superman movie without having some some big set pieces and stuff. But I don't know. I guess we'll see.
4: Maybe he stops a train to
2: realm
3: it. <laughs> I'd watch <laughs> that. That's fine.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking like you know the Brandon Ruth Superman. Um, kind of vibe to it, maybe. Where or shot for shot remake of Superman sixty four? Book it. Just flying through rings all day long.
4: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude!
3: Just like Sonic. That movie made like a billion dollars, right? Yes, Sonic made a lot of money. Not Sanic. Like... Gotta <laughs> <I> go fast. <laughs> Uh, all right, next one. Uh, next one they announced was uh, Lanterns, which is a live-action HBO Max series. Uh, it did not have any creative people listed for it, so we don't know who's writing, directing, any of that stuff. Uh, they said the story features Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart and what they described as a true, de- true detective-type story about an, uh, an ancient horror on Earth, and these guys were basically the super cops on Precinct Earth and this movie this series is meant to lead into the overall story they're telling between all the different properties so whatever mystery they are solving seems to be maybe the big bad or whatever is going to overarching go through maybe their their dcu or i don't know if it's just chapter one or like their whole 10-year plan or whatever but i guess we'll see it's it's going to have some big implications it seems like
4: so my issue with this is as saffron said the story is going to weave back and forth between the films and the television shows. Like when talking about this. And he uses Peacemaker as a good example of how that works. But Peacemaker consists of one film and then one follow-up TV show. There's no weaving and back and forth. There's a very direct, linear line from one movie to one TV yeah, show. I don't it's a continuing
2: know. show and it has Waller coming in as well. And I think like he's...
4: But it, it, it Waller doesn't exist, so I don't know if it's good or even a good example of weaving back and forth. Like they're mm-hmm. saying that the Peacemakers are good, like proof of that, but it, it hasn't actually done that yet.
3: I, it hasn't weaved through anything. I don't know. I feel like that's just like PR talk for hey, yeah. uh, the Suicide Squad was successful. Hey, we had a successful spinoff show from that. Look, they're going back and forth and they're intertwining. Like that. Yeah. That's my. Yeah. They're trying to just point fingers, and at and I'm the allowed good to tell Saffron that he's not good at talking
4: (laughs) This might work on your investors, but I'm not following it. I know words other than crypto.
2: With this show specifically, my only major concern is that it's being done as a show and Green Lanterns, that's an expensive show to make as a show as opposed to a movie. So is it going to be done as well as it should be with the budget of a show? Like,
4: I'm... Homelander, Rings of Power, Thrones. I mean, it's not like shows are cheap anymore.
2: Amazon. I mean, the two of those shows that you mentioned have Amazon behind them. I don't know. I guess I'd like to think mentioned Game of Thrones, if, which if, I feel like, yeah. if
4: Is the same company!
2: If, but by the, HBO but by, Max the, Discovery. by the time that show had reached the point that it needed the massive amounts of CGI... It was the but most popular show on the, the earth. Season. No, but I'm saying like it was already the most popular show on the earth. You're not talking about a new startup show with, you know, I mean.
4: The backing of DC Entertainment production. I, yeah, has it's, such a it's great more name. that I think,
3: I, I think it's more that this, if, if Warner Brothers allowing this slate to be made, that they're going to back it. Like, I think they, they, the whole reason they were canning like Batgirl and stuff is it was like, it wasn't big enough for them. They didn't want to do it as, as this made for HBO max movie, they wanted it bigger. And, and I don't know, it seemed like they, they want stuff that's expensive. That's going to bring in a lot of eyes. So if they're going to do like, granted, I don't know why it's an HBO max series with that logic, but I feel like that means that anything that they invest in now is going to be bigger production, bigger budget. They're going to put the money and backing into it to make it that feel that big and stuff like that, to try to get people to come see it. They think that's what people are going to, what's going to drive people to the audience to the thing. Um, so, I don't know. I, I would think it's going to have a bigger budget than maybe we think. But for I HBO just, Max series, I don't know what that number is.
2: Yeah, and I just don't trust Warner Brothers with DC at this point. Like, I just... I don't trust them not to fumble it.
3: Well, I know? think... It, I'm hoping if they were cutting costs with previous stuff that it's meant to make room and free up the budget for whatever this stuff costs. I guess is my logic. I hope so.
2: I hope you're right. But, I, I Like, I hope they give this show the budget that it should get. yeah. It just concerns me that it's a show and not a movie. That's all, just because.
4: Or, you just added in that Ryan Reynolds footage. (laughs) I mean, he's a hot actor, you know.
2: Just remake, get him to make a cameo. Just edit around it, (laughs) or sign him as Hal Jordan again, and just ignore the previous one.
3: They, you know, they've. uh tried to get I think a Lantern show off the ground for a while like that I know Greg yeah, Berlanti it, who has all the DC TV stuff ago. he was he was rumored to be bringing something like this to HBO Max when well, I think he was supposed to do it with DC Universe when that was a thing like when all those other DC properties were going and then it just kept getting delayed and pushed and delayed and pushed and it never happened and now it seems like it's finally part of the part of the slate so I I actually wouldn't mind to see if Berlanti involved with this just to give him something else to do cuz a lot of his other shows are shutting down and, like, they're they're wrapping up. And I, I think he's done a lot of good for DC properties on TV. And I think he deserves to have something a little bit bigger budget to play with in this universe.
1: Because when, when did Arrow start? 2012? 13? It was... Yeah, maybe something think, like that. I think Flash started in 14, I want to say. And
3: yeah, because Flash so was, like, a, was two years after. Two
1: yeah. So, yeah, he, he did quite a lot for them over... To almost twelve years.
3: Yeah, it was like five or six different shows. I think that spun out of Berlanti Productions for DC properties. And then if you,
1: yeah, and then if you look at, I think he's listed as an executive producer or something on even stuff like Titans and Doom Patrol.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, they're shutting down too, so everything that he's right. had a hand in producing seems like it's so. We, you know, his schedule's free; he's got nothing going on. Uh, all right, next one. So next one we have is the Authority which is being billed as a live action movie. Uh, no creatives listed, uh, but Gunn is working with the writers is what he said. And this is, uh, I guess a real pet project for James Gunn. So he knows a lot about this. I know nothing about this. Um, he said, these are Wildstorm characters, which Wildstorm is a comic in print that was bought by DC. So when this movie happens, these characters will be moved into the DCU proper with this movie. Um, guns quote about this is that the the authorities a very different kind of superhero story they're basically good-intentioned and good-intentioned but they think that the world is completely broken and the only way to fix it is to take things in their own hands whether that means killing people destroying heads of state changing governments basically whatever they want to do to make the world better so this is which means they
4: clearly can coexist in a universe with Jesus super <laughs> Yeah, think... such a superman
3: that's the authority of goodness <laughs> is going to let all of this happen that was my thought is if these guys are running amok that big over like the dc universe that is meant to be connected to other stuff how is a character like superman just going to let that happen
2: can i ask one question that i don't know the answer to that I'm, I'm assuming because it looks like there's a british or australian flag on the one character but i mean do they operate on earth
3: uh well yeah I guess I assume, I know nothing but...
2: of these characters I'm just asking because that would put them away from Superman you know that's my only thought like it's Superman causes so many narrative problems when you want to tell these stories
1: <laughs> did uh I I just happened to rewatch it like two weeks ago I finally uh am trying to spend 2023 going through the library of like the official DC animated movies yeah okay. And apparently I watched this one in like 2013, um, from my, my log thing says, but, um, it's called Superman versus the elite is, is the title. And this sounds exactly what you guys are describing. Like one of the characters even has a union Jack, like they're a British character that has a, (laughs) it's a male character, but, but still like, I don't, in that story, they eventually called themselves the elite. I think, I don't think they called themselves the authority, but it kind of sounds similar and maybe exactly like it'll lead into something like you're talking about. Like that's oh, that, so maybe it's that, meant to like, we're meant to ask that the question. Story. Yeah. Like the the story of that movie, that animated movie is exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And, and, also, and with these sort of same basis of these like well-intentioned people, but this is what like, they feel like you, you do what you have to do and they eventually like become the bad guys. Yeah. So I don't know. If we're looking at the Gods and Monsters storyline, perhaps
2: there's a corrupted version of Superman that exists within this framework that... Well, there is a member of thirteen that's a
4: Bioengineer Superman knockoff. They also have a Batman.
2: No, one. I didn't mean that. I mean, literally, <laughs> like, the Superman we get become like, actual Superman is all good and all that, but the, by the end of the movie, the bad guy wins and Superman is somehow corrupted... The
4: morally gray entity.
2: Yeah, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. It's not a
4: bad guy. It's not a bad guy.
2: We've been over this. Whatever. The villain. You get my point. The morally gray (laughs) villain. Superman, by the end of it, is some corrupted version of himself that would not stop them.
3: Or would aid them. But then I guess... Or...
4: I guess what's the point of making him this
2: Jesus and then being like, yeah, he's
4: corrupted now. Yeah, the third
3: movie in the slate. They're just like, ah, never mind. Superman just does whatever he wants now
2: part of it then becomes how to save superman or what happened to him or figuring it out you know what i mean maybe
3: yeah. that's the mystery that the lanterns
2: the... are solving
4: that's the snyder cut
2: we finished that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah true his mom's martha batman's martha we're done <laughs> that wasn't even the snyder cut that was in the batman v superman movie
3: that
4: yeah but i remembered it during the snyder cut. <laughs> okay okay huh.
3: we'll see if that thing ever comes back around ever again <laughs> Uh, next one is, uh, Paradise Lost, which is a live-action HBO series, HBO Max series, uh, no creatives listed for this one either, uh, being described as a Game of Thrones-type story about Paradise Island, also known known as Themyscira, which is the home of the Amazons and where Wonder Woman is from. So this is a story about how this society society of women came to be. So I don't know if this is, I guess, I guess this is meant to be a prequel.
2: If it's came to be, then yeah. Yeah.
3: So I guess really, th- like, if Doesn't they wanted a flexibility with a release schedule, this could really come out whenever the hell they wanted it to, if it's a prequel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... I'll say, was it... I forget, Was one of the, um... Like, the prologues in one of the Patty Jenkins movies? I forget if it was in there, or again, like, when he's, like, animated movies. Sort of talked about that, where, like, the Amazonians actually used to be, like, the servant slaves of another kind of race and through events and uprising and rebellion in a way kind of took their freedom and then pissed off to make their own place to live. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
3: don't know. That, none of that sounds familiar to me right now. And then they had a mother box. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the only ones that tried guarding it. <laughs> Uh, All right, so we got that one coming. Uh, Next one is called The Brave and the Bold, which will be another live-action movie. No creatives listed for this one. So this will be James Gunn and Peter Safran's DCU's version of Batman, but it will instead sort of be centered on and follow Damian Wayne, which is Bruce's actual son, who was raised by the League of of Shadows and eventually becomes Robin. So it's based on Grant Morrison's comic run. Uh, It would also serve as the introduction to some of the extended Bat family in the DCU. So this one's interesting to me because it's Batman, but he may or may not be the focus. Like I, I kind of like if this is going to be a story that's framed around Damian Wayne's perspective. I think that could be really cool.
2: And it's also, I mean, it, it, I would say overall, my favorite Batman writer, um, which is Grant Morrison. Yeah mm-hmm. like Grant Morrison created Damien Wayne. And then, I don't know how many like Morrison's run with Batman is really long. Well, he might be I don't think he's the person that's wrote the most Batman because back in the day there was probably I don't know how much Bob Kane wrote. I I genuinely don't, but Yeah, yeah. He's in one of the top 3 for the most Batman comics given to an author. And the whole story's fantastic has been Greatly excited to see what they do because Damian Wayne is this different version of Robin. He is not a good child. He is not somebody that Batman is saving. Batman gets stuck with Damian, like, and Damian's a little prick for most of his youth with Batman. And I, I long to see Batman dealing because, like, if I remember correctly isn't like a whole long storyline in it about Batman trying to get Damien to stop killing
3: people. Yeah. Cause he's raised by an ass- as an assassin. So that's what yeah, he he's knows. Talia al Ghul's is... kid.
2: Like that's, right. that's Damien's mother is Talia. And so yeah, he's raised as killing. And then it's this whole back and forth between them for so long. It's a, you know, like I said, I just finished God of war, uh, the sequel today. And it's very much that same kind of like father and son, dynamic of trying to maintain this adolescent boy that has all this skill and it doesn't have the emotion or maturity to handle it properly yeah so i'm I'm digging it I, I can't wait for this one that's the thing that has me most excited is this
3: and it would be cool to see what kind of other bat family we get like are we gonna i assume dick rayson's got to be around like he's got to be nightwing at this point if we're bringing in damien's robin um, well, at the beginning
4: of this run,
3: uh, he has a Robin already. So. Oh, does he? Okay. See, I'm not as familiar yeah, with Grant yeah. Morrison's run. I know vague Him and Damien. Okay.
4: Because they don't like each
3: other. oh well, I got that part. Yeah, that, that part. They're I almost, know. you could say, antagonistic <laughs> towards each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Jason Todd, isn't it? Like, Jason Todd's the one that's still there, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah. All I know is we're not getting Batgirl because they canceled a movie. <laughs> we're not getting that version of
2: Batgirl.
3: Yeah, we might get another one. Who knows? So when's that slated to drop? Uh, it doesn't have a release date.
2: After 2025, that's the best we could say, because that's Superman's release date. So Yeah.
0: So I feel like they're like skirting around um, maybe some confusion as what is Elseworld and what is like this DCU if they continue with the Matt Reeves I think they
3: said it was going to be a trilogy I I think they're trying for that yes No, I think they they, they so I feel like they've been pretty clear or at least they've tried to be pretty clear that anything outside of the DCU is going to be branded as Elseworlds so somewhere in the marketing you would hope that in the Batman it's going to say Elseworlds somewhere on the poster or no, something
2: I, it
4: it'll be music if you hear a Nirvana song <laughs> it's
0: Elseworlds
2: I my I guess would be, be that, that they I'm all right they finish the Reeves trilogy before they release this. Okay. That would be my guess to to limit audience confusion. I mean, that wouldn't be to what, 2028? Well,
3: we're looking at, like, if we go Going by 2025 their... 2025
2: for the start of all this, so...
3: If what Gun said is true, two movies, two series per year, the first two that are mentioned are series, and then the next one is a movie, and then we get another series, another movie. Um another series, another movie and that other movie is Batman. So if this holds to the schedule, it could be, you know, 2-3 years. It seems like that they're trying to get this Batman out if the schedule's correct. And goes by the way, it's listed here, which to me means they're going to we're going to get Batman Part 2 in 2025 and you have to figure at least 3 years for another movie. So are they going to wait Another year after that one before they put another Batman. Like, I don't know what the. Oh, I get. Batman's not in the title of this, so that's how you know. Dumb. Maybe. I mean, I could see them doing, releasing Brave and the Bold in between Batman Part 2 and Part 3 for Matt Reeves.
0: That's going to, that's good. I don't care how much marketing and how many people you tell about this. It's going to cause so much confusion if they
3: do it this way. Probably. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long you'd sit on this and wait. I, I don't see them sitting on a Batman movie for eight years to finish Matt Reeves trilogy. I can I mean, be wrong, I guess but
2: for Warner Brothers they have Batman releasing, so they're not like they don't feel like, oh, we gotta push Batman because we're not getting our Batman out there. They have Batman releasing, yeah, so I mean I,
3: like I said, I could be wrong. it could be it could be eight years before we see this one. I don't know. I feel like it's gotta be at least that because two years between now and twenty twenty five and then another three years after that would be in five years. And then you got to figure probably two or three years gap after that movie before you release another Batman movie. Yep. So, so then you wouldn't, but you wouldn't even announce it then if it's not till the 2030,
4: the the, <laughs> the early, late 2000s, I, like, you know, the late <laughs> mid 2000s.
3: Yeah. I don't know. And they could shuffle this stuff around anywhere they want. Really. This is just me speculating. I'll be dead. Here. <laughs> that's, that's hopeful. That's a nice thought. <laughs> So, I don't know. Andy, to your point, I don't know when this is coming out. I I understand. Yes, I agree. It would probably be confusing around Matt Reeves' Batman stuff. But if they are really adamant to be branding this stuff as Elseworlds, I don't know if that's going to make a difference. But at least they can say, well, we branded it as this. Like, it's not meant to connect to this because it has Elseworlds on it. So they've sort of, like, checked that box, I guess. I don't know. I'm also wondering how much audiences care. It could be I that mean, too. So long as I don't it's know. the
2: same Batman in one universe where they're doing everything and it's not, you know, maybe people will keep up that way.
3: Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. We'll see. I mean, you
4: figure what outside of the top 10% of Marvel fans, how many of them actually know what's going on <laughs> at any point? Yeah.
3: That's I fair. mean, it's getting to the point with Marvel that there's just so many movies out there that if. People skip them. I don't know whether they just give up or if they just start picking and choosing what they're gonna see nowadays. I, mean, I don't know. I saw like a thing like the primer for the new Ant Man. It's like here's ten things to
4: watch beforehand. I'm like fuck you.
2: <laughs> well, and I mean for Marvel right now, like their current MCU Phase Four is so scattered and disconnected that I I, I, I see that causing them issues. I I hope that DC doesn't fall into that they kind of always have. So I yeah, I think I don't we're
3: getting know. to the point with Marvel stuff where they they should be connected, but none of them feel connected anymore. So it's easier to just one off all this stuff and see them on their own. Now, I don't know if that's the plan for the DC stuff if they're going to feel like sort of like self-contained stories or if they're meant to really bleed into each other like some of the early Marvel movies did. I don't know. Like we're not going to really know until we see some of this stuff. Um, all right, I'll move on to the next one. Next one we got is Booster Gold, which is a live-action HBO Max series. No creatives listed for this one. Um, this character is described as a loser from the future that uses his basic technology to come back to today to pretend to be a superhero. Uh, Gunn described this as a story of superhero imposter syndrome. It should be fun. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen Nathan Fillion talk about how much he's wanted this role. Now, I have a feeling he's probably too old for it, but someone on the internet told me that Glenn Powell should play this role, and now I can't unsee it, and I really want that to happen. I want Michael Sarah. What, what's a Glenn Powell? Uh, he was in Maverick as the the cocky pilot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I could see it. If he kind of, like, intentionally leaned into the douching it up, I could see it. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think I think he'd fit that role pretty good. I
1: like your suggestion of Michael Sarah though. <laughs> it just feels like it.
4: for a second ever comic book movie <laughs> or i guess this is the tv shows it's not yeah yeah but th- this feels like they-, they designed it to be michael <laughs> this fucking loser fucking nerd who's made a career of being a loser fucking nerd <laughs> in movies and they are making a superhero movie about literally who he is type captain <laughs> ass. Like you could somehow
2: tie it into rest development, is what I'm <laughs>
3: Bring back I the mean, narration.
2: Aren't aren't him and Jay Baruchel kind of the same, though? Like, it's...
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that, too. Yeah. One's more famous.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I actually... Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. One's, like, much more famous, I would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You...
4: Like, one of them was cast in a... They were both in the same movie, and one of them was just
3: Seth Rogen's friend in the movie. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. We have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is another live-action movie. Uh, No creatives listed for this one. Um, Gunn went on to say, in our story, we have Superman who's sent to Earth and raised by incredible loving parents. Kara was on Krypton. Uh, She was on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet, and she lived there for the first 14 years of her life in a horrible situation where she watched everyone around her die. So she's a much harsher and more fucked up supergirl than you've ever been used to thus far. So this is meant to be based on Tom King and uh Bill Bilquist Evelie's comic. Uh Gunn says Tom King has been, again, one of the architects for the DCU, so they're pulling inspiration from his run of this book. Um I don't know anything about this this type of uh like this like Tom King's arc for this one. I don't know too much about the Woman of Tomorrow story arc for this.
4: Well, I can tell you, it was an eight-issue run that finished last year, and when you hear the words harsher and more fucked up, all you're thinking is Snyderverse. (laughs) Snyderverse. (laughs) So all I'm thinking is, Zack Snyder is back, baby. He is going to direct this. Calling it now. Book it. Oh, God. They would get so much shit
3: for, like, killing...
4: Dude, no. The, like, fifth movie in your new universe you bring in,
3: the heavy hitter... The Oscar-nominated Zack Snyder? No, because you know what the what the Snyderverse people are going to think is that Zack Snyder's taking over the They're entire bringing back DC. the Snyderverse! That's what they're yeah, doing! they're going to think they're he's taking over the it's whole all, thing it's again. It's all canon! No, we're not... Yes! We've, yes! We're not doing this again.
4: And then they're going to do Game of Thrones, but it's him and James Gunn <laughs> fucking and fighting each other <laughs> on Back of Dragons. I'm
3: so fucking ready. <laughs> All right, we've um, got DC or Ian's pitch for the DCU. What do you guys
2: think? <laughs> I mean, wasn't it Gunn's brother that directed Brightburn?
3: Oh, maybe. I don't remember who uh, the director was. Maybe
1: uh, It might have been a writer. Yeah, one of them.
2: Brian and Mark Gunn were the writers, and it was directed. They were not directed. They wrote it. His brothers wrote Brightburn. Okay. So being that they're allowed to go full rated R... A uh, Supergirl that is fucked up, I could see full burn vibes going on there, just turning people into clouds of what used to be human and is now just, a I don't know, bloody mist because she flew through them at whatever speed she can fly at. I, I don't know how to quantify the speed. So you're, but... you're
3: expecting the Supergirl movie to be rated R? Is that where you're going in here?
2: I mean given the one picture that they provided of Supergirl is her covered in blood. I mean, this is DC themselves provided this picture to relate to this. She's laying that's there the as blood is flowing down the street. I'm saying, but this is the picture they chose to relate to it. I mean, I would say, yeah, I, I, I would think that's a good possibility. If they're trying to pre- present a fucked up Supergirl...
3: I mean, I still think you could be like, that's like emotionally damaged. Not like she's going to, well, I guess maybe she could fuck people up, but. I, I mean, you have to think about there's Superman
2: a, that doesn't hold back.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think there's ways to do that in PG 13, and I don't know if they're going to really take the swing at rated R movies. Like, I think the the last movie we'll talk about I could see being rated R, but I think that's the only one on this list that I would say is going to be rated R.
4: Oh, they don't mention it, but there's a dog in this, and I want to know if the dog's going to be in the movie. There's a dog in the comic? Yeah, is it crypto? It's one of the main. Is it? It's one of the main characters, and I don't know if it's crypto. Okay. I think it's. I think it is. Though, okay. I just need to know if they're going to put a talking dog in their fucking
2: movie universe because <laughs> well, I'm out. If it's talking, even if we bring back Zach, I'm out. Oh, if sorry. it's talking, it's not crypto.
4: This is the new bold DC universe. <laughs> oh well, I mean, in DC
2: League of Super Pets, it was The Rock voicing Crypto, wasn't it? Yeah. So, did that movie bombed too, like Black Adam. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't watch it yet. Um,
3: that would be the thing to check and see if d c superhero super pets made more money than Black Adam. Only I had Google <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, anything else for Supergirl. We'll hit our last movie. It did not uh, okay it made
2: about it made about half of what Black Adam did,
3: okay, so close. For a tenth of the budget. (laughs) So really, it might have come out on top. (laughs) Uh, All right, last one we got is Swamp Thing, which is a live-action movie. Again, no creatives listed for this one. Uh, Saffron is quoted as saying, This is a film that will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. So, like I said, I think if anything is going to be rated R in this whole list, Swamp Thing will be the one. We've already seen this. We did this. (laughs) Rewind Theater. I thought about that. I'm not doing it again. No the
1: the that Swamp... was, that's already a better movie. No watch the uh, watch the Swamp Thing show again that was like on the previous like DC universe. Oh that was the James was on Wan one,
3: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think he produced or something. It's it. I like it a lot. If they go that route, it could be really good. I, I'm I'm actually hoping. I don't know if he'll direct or he'll just be like again like the creative team. But I if any of them, I want Drew Goddard to do this one.
3: Oh yeah, okay.
1: I think it absolutely like after you know some of his. Uh, uh, like, Cabin in the woods chops and, and everything else, like, I would love to see him behind this.
3: Yeah, I mean, you'd think that some of these people that are in, like, this writer's room to craft some of this stuff are going to be involved either producing or, you know, if they are a director like Goddard, if they'd have to be directing some of this stuff too, but that's just a guess.
2: Assuming they want to, you know what I mean? Like, if they, yeah, you, you would assume, like, I'll write it and direct it as soon as something like that comes up. If he wants it, I'm sure they right. would be fine with it.
3: Well there was the one picture I think I shared to you guys and I don't remember if I if I shared it on like all the socials and stuff but James Mangold tweeted a picture of swamp thing right after this announcement. So I don't know if that was him trying to really? say I am I am involved with this or I am pitching that I want to be involved with this but I think yes. Mangold's name has to be in the running for this too.
1: Oh shit, yes, Didn't, give me that. I, I thought Gunn
0: and, also tweeted something very similar about Mangold and swamp thing.
3: It might have been maybe maybe like the retweet of that picture. I don't remember what it was. I think he just
4: like commented on okay. reading it. I don't remember like what the specifics were, but again, it's another perfect role for Zack Snyder to make his directorial <laughs> debut in the new DC universe. So you want you want yeah. Zack on all
3: ten of these, right, Ian? That's what I'm hearing. I kind of want Snyderverse Part Two. I mean, what he what he asked for was Swamp <laughs> but Thing, but with is all of the money,
2: he wants a shot-for-shot remake of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, um, in a you know the perfect sequel to, um, Zack's shot-for-shot on Watchmen. So. <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I want a shot-for-shot remake of Dunkirk, but the main character Swamp Thing. I'd watch it. <laughs> Directed by Zack Snyder.
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd, it doesn't matter who directs it,
1: I'd watch that. Um, yeah, Alright, so this oh, is... Deep this fakes, is, fakes! Hold on, quick, sorry. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. The uh, I, uh, There's a Hollywood Reporter article from February 1st saying that... Th- they're saying that Mangold is in early talks. Okay. okay. For, for Swamp Thing specifically.
3: Yeah, because nothing official came out of like Mangold just tweeting a picture of Swamp Thing. So it was like, I didn't want to run yeah, with it that, yeah, saying they, he is the director. I thought maybe it was right, just him saying hey, I want to do this project and this is me putting it out in the ether.
1: Could be. Uh, but yeah, there's, yeah, they're confirming that he's in early talks.
3: Okay. So we'll not wait sure and see if that, if that meant, pans like, out. not
1: rumors that there's early talks, but that they actually might be occurring. Um, okay, I wrote yeah. one quick point though. I think you made the point. You think that might be the only R-rated potential here, yeah. as violent as Paradise Lost could potentially be, uh, depending on how way you want to go yeah. with it. That could go because that could, and, and that well, and that's gonna. I'm assuming most of the HBO Max series are going to be TV mature. They're going to be the rated uh, R version. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: At least in violence, maybe not all with language, but at least in in graphic violence, especially that. Um, and I could even see the authority as a live-action movie, maybe getting rated R, depending on how far they want to go with it.
3: Okay, yeah, I'd buy I bet. I
2: could see a lot of this being a lot more mature than you're anticipating. <laughs> is, is the way I, like I could see even the brave and the bold getting a little nod towards that for again violence.
3: Well, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm figuring that they want to somewhat separate from like the Snyderverse, right? Snyderverse went very dark. Some most of them well, were PG thirteen, but they mean dark right. But I mean, like they they leaned into more of that aesthetic, I think. And if anything, I think that gun pulls away from Marvel is that you know they don't have to go real gritty and and violent for that kind of stuff to work. Su- so Suicide I, don't, I don't know. Squad.
2: I mean, Suicide Squad was rated R, and
3: but it, did, it didn't didn't feel
2: dark and gritty like you know.
3: Yeah, but I guess I get I don't know part of me is like, I guess it didn't really need to be connected to a lot of stuff either. Where if you're trying to play by the rules of some of the stuff that's interconnected, maybe you just want to grab more of an audience that way. I don't know. I guess I could see it either way, but in my mind, I think PG-13 is the better catch-all for a lot of this stuff.
4: I just don't see it being rated R because they want to get as many people as possible. Right, that's kind of my thought. Like, this isn't you're making a Joker movie. This is you trying to now create your Thirdish attempt at a interconnected universe.
3: Yeah. Unless we're doing porno, <laughs> we're we're not. But um, so that's the that's. I mean, the, that's we're not. We don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, all right, so that's the slate of ten properties. Um, I guess I just have like follow up questions for some of you guys. Andy, I'm going to start with you because I know we didn't get to chime in with you a lot of this stuff, but. Out of the stuff that was announced for Chapter 1, is this sort of what you expected? Anything stand out to you here?
0: I don't think this is what I expected at all. I mean, a lot of this stuff is are things that I'm <clears throat> kind of unfamiliar with, so it's definitely different than what they've tried establishing before.
3: Does that idea excite it's... you? Are you excited for stuff you don't know anything about?
0: Um, I'm sort of in the middle about it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna hedge my bets a little bit there.
3: (laughs) Take it all. (laughs) Mr. Gold
0: just seems kinda doofusy and the authority just I am not sure. It it kinda sounds like they're just like the Illuminati or something and um um the 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 waller stuff, I'm not they would have to do it very specifically, I think, to, to make it work.
3: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, I guess, you know, we really won't get a feel for it until we see a trailer or, or at least a cast list or something. Um, but Mike, what do you think of the list? from earlier,
1: uh, real quick, I was oh, sorry. Uh, tagged to that point, though, Brian. I think, as you said, you, they have a big tentpole movie coming out in June that either is getting fabricated press in a way or it's legitimately getting good reviews by early, yeah. you know, early stuff then they have you know blue beetle and they like think about it, they just want to kind of finish out the year finish off with aquaman and eventually move on um that maybe they don't want to muddy that by constantly like every week like oh now we're look it's our big superman announcement or look who we cast as the as the voice of rick flag senior in the you know they just might be waiting for some of that but i agree yeah. that it's gonna it's gonna take a bit more to figure out what we really think about most of it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think of the, the list? Um, I, I, I'm i going to be as
2: honest as I can be. Um, I'm going to be kind of negative here. Um, I have no confidence in this whatsoever, <laughs> even though James Gunn is involved. And that is because I feel like Warner Brothers is also too involved with their hands in the cookie jar on this because they're starting everything off on an already confusing Um, slate instead of cutting into a brand new clean slate and making a singular you know easy to follow universe that's going to make sense no matter how you watch it giving it a little resting time while they really ruminate about it this feels rushed for money In my honest opinion, it feels like they're putting this together to get stuff pumped back out as fast as they can, because that's what Warner Brothers wants to do, is get as much out as they can, and I feel like Gunn is going to do the best he can with it, but when it comes down to getting everything done just right... I don't like the, you know, just where they're starting at with, like, we don't know. Is is Jason Momoa going to continue to be Aquaman? We don't know. Is, the like, these characters that are a part of an other formed, established universe, they're going to be part of this, too. Why? What are you doing? You're canning that universe, but only the parts of it you don't want to. It's it's, It seems like it's it's just too much of a mess for me, and they're going to fumble
3: this. It's, it's, you know, we've been talking about how for years DC has been trying to catch up to what Marvel did and what Marvel did successfully. And they haven't been able to do it. Like Ian said, they tried three times probably already and nothing's caught on. And now they've taken someone that was part of the Marvel formula and said, okay, you're in charge now. Do that. But with our stuff, now, now we've got that slate and, you know, Marvel maybe had a plan, but didn't really tell us they had a plan until they knew that the first five or six movies were working. And then it was like, okay, we've blown this universe out and now we can hit the ground running. These guys are just coming out with 10 things and saying, this is what's going to happen. So what happens if they get halfway through this list and the stuff's not performing the way it should? Is Warner Brothers going to see this list to the end or are they going to cut ties and say, okay, we're done. This didn't work. Uh, We're going to try again. And like, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's it's always the risk that Marvel runs too. whenever they announce like 20 projects for the next five years. And then all this stuff shifts around stuff gets canceled, release dates change. And it's like, well, why did you tease us with this and then not be able to deliver and give us what we wanted? And it's sort of the same thing here. If you lay this out and this doesn't happen now, it look makes you look 10 times worse than you did. If you just hadn't said anything and just released it one at a time. But I, I don't know.
0: And I feel like Marvel Started their universe with the heavy hitters. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. Um, Iron Man, yeah. A, a lot of these, a lot of these like Animal Authority or, or whatever the hell that thing's called Animal the authority. authority. The Authority was really? one, yeah. yeah. No, he's talking None about of these creatures. are named Animal. He's talking
2: about the Commandos, the first one you talk about commandos. the Animal commandos. Creature Commandos.
0: And, well, whatever, yeah, the, they are. Um. <laughs> It, see I, I don't even I, I already don't care about <laughs> Andy's um, already written them off <laughs> <laughs> like that and, and Waller and, and like I realize they're doing like Superman so that's that's a heavy hitter but everything else just is seems like it's very like cuspy kind of stuff to me yeah and and like I don't, I don't know if they're trying to build this like great connected universe you know I feel like you need you need um something that's gonna really like sink and pull people in and I
3: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like, to, to Mike's point about, like, budgets and, and numbers and stuff thrown around, maybe they have to, like, you can't come out and just say, we're doing Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, because that's all the expensive stuff. So you have to spread it around, and maybe they're allowing these lesser-known properties to be made because they're maybe getting a less a smaller budget. It's going to be cheaper to start with these guys than to really go in all in on the, the big three and build from But they there. did
4: announce a Batman, a Superman, and Wonder Woman's. Home planet, yeah, Green Lantern. I
3: guess, yeah.
2: Like they announced, like half of the Justice League <laughs> and to care They're about. keeping Aquaman, supposedly. So,
3: yeah. Then I don't know. Maybe my argument's not there, but I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. You, you've dashed my my <laughs> argument. <laughs> I I just feel like
2: you know if they're gonna get somewhere, you look at how the Marvel Universe started where they started they had robert downey jr deliver as iron man and create this probably most charismatic comic book character in a movie ever and carry the franchise you know what i mean like it as soon as that happened you know you hit the end of that first iron man movie you're like holy shit we need more and they had that spark and they ran with it and they had a really good plan for it and i feel like you know it's like the trying to run before you learned how to walk thing that dc's yeah. doing right now and they're just going to trip and fall and i have no faith in them to give me you know the really good dc comics content
3: i just i, yeah, I mean it, i feel like this whole thing's going to live and die by superman if superman flops or fails it's going to bring everything else into question Superman has to succeed for this whole thing to work. Mhm.
2: And if he, if they get that Robert Downey Jr like performance maybe it works. Maybe that's the spark they need.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um I guess sort of like we talked about before it's still <sighs> I don't know, I think from my perspective, the way I'm reading into this, it's still unclear if, like, previously established characters will come back and if they'll be played by the same characters or not. Like, we're we're getting Viola Davis back. Um, I'm assuming John Cena will be back as Peacemaker for Season 2 for that show. But out of, like, Shazam, uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman—Wonder Woman 3 got canned, but they didn't say Gal's done being Wonder Woman. Um, the Flash is coming out, Aquaman, even Blue Beetle. Do you guys think we're going to see these characters by these actors? In the DCU? I f- or are they done?
2: I feel like after we see the Flash movie and what it does, and just how much it provides them a reset, maybe it'll make more sense. Because as is, I can't possibly see Jason Momoa's Aquaman interacting with a different Superman and not addressing it.
3: Right. I mean, so, I think we could get away with, like, Zach Levi's Shazam and uh, yeah. probably Blue Beetle, because Blue Beetle's... I think it'll be largely on its own too. I think those two would carry over fine. I mean, if they stick with Ezra Miller's flash, if, if if he keeps the role somehow after all this, like I could see him being there because the flash can just go in and out of universes. It will. So it doesn't matter. You just say, oh, he's in a different world this time. So, you know, who cares?
2: Or maybe they got lucky. And in this flash movie, they introduce, uh, what's the guy's name? That does it on TV?
3: Um, Grant Gustin.
2: Yeah, maybe they kept it under wraps, and he's in this movie, and they introduce him, and they can just lose my shit, turn it, and be like, okay, he's the Flash in this universe now.
3: Right as the show is finishing off, too, their last season, it's like, here you go, you've earned it. Here's your TV, here's your, here's your movie role as the Flash. I would, I would love it. Um, I don't know, Ian. Do you think we'll we'll see any of these guys again, or no, they're done? So I, I think you're really ignoring the part where, like, I know
4: someone brought it up—the continuity and. Like, they're they're being real confusing by not saying, does this stuff count? It's because they're waiting to see if it makes money.
3: Yes. Blue Beetle yeah.
4: does enough number, it's gonna keep coming. That's fair. If Shazam makes enough money, he'll, they'll bring him forward. Same with Hawk, they'll bring Jason Momoa. Hawkman 2 makes enough money, they'll bring it back. If The Flash makes a bill and a half, Ezra Miller's gonna steal to be The Flash. Until Ezra Miller kills someone. <laughs>
2: until Ezra <laughs> Miller. He's then. already gonna be in prison. He kidnapped people. It's <laughs>
4: oh, not <start> a crime. <laughs> oh,
2: okay so if, if
4: it does two bill ezra can probably kill someone <laughs> if it does three bill bets are off but it's all going to come down to money whether these people come back i think the reason they haven't written out like gal gadot is because she's open to coming back and they're probably working on something where henry cavill's out because he's like i'm not no i'm done fuck you guys i'm over this yeah. and ben affleck's like to boston to handle this anymore. Anyway. <laughs> But he'll direct something, but I'm, I'm, done, I'm not acting. I'm
3: yeah, I was going to say, they, so I think they had in there that Ben Affleck... They're working or talking to Ben Affleck about producing, possibly directing something. So he's he's in talks for something, too, it sounds like.
4: I, I think that's
3: what would happen. Like I said,
4: they they announced, really, the core characters in this all-getting movies. I think it's a little weird that they're starting off... like They keep saying Superman's our beginning, but it's clearly not, because it's Creature Commandos and Wallet. Yeah. So it's like... What are we doing?
3: I think it's meant to be like Superman's, like the the reboot starting point. Like the other yeah. ones still have no, but the,
4: the Flash.
3: Well, the Flash movie's the reboot starting point. We we know that because yeah, I told. Yeah, yeah. I guess we could see. I I don't know. I guess that. So
4: I just want to. Yeah. I think I'd have been better off of creature. Like, sure, announce all of this other stuff because that's what you do and nowadays. You got to get your super fans hyped up by announcing fifty projects and half <laughs> of them don't come out because they're not. It was going to remember in a decade if. Paradise Lost came out. I won't. Yeah. Don't care. But if Creature Commandos just dropped on HBO Max one day, and it was fucking fire, that's, I'd be talking about it. It'd be awesome. I, I think with some of these lesser-known ones, you could announce skipping them, especially HBO Max series lesser-known ones, and just have those drop, at least the early earliest ones like Creature Commandos, which I'm presuming... Because it was first on the DC website on the article. It is the first one to come out, even though that's not stated anywhere. and said, article! But I think, like, for that stuff, that would have made sense. But, like, you know, they're not going to sit on something like um Supergirl. You know, yeah. like, that's a big... An- it's got Super in the name that's half the trademark. <laughs> it goes up in the big announcement. Does this work out? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Warner Brothers Discovery is a company in five years, you know? <laughs>
3: Like, I don't think this is smooth sailing for anyone. Yeah. Uh, Andy, you think we'll see any of these people back, characters returning, Any anything from the, the Snyderverse or the holdouts, any of that stuff? I think they're going to
0: cherry-pick a few people. I mean, they already have a Viola, Viola Davis, and um, I think... Uh, the whole cast of that Denier... show is coming, too. What's that?
2: The, the whole cast from Peacemaker is still sticking.
0: Yeah, so I, th- I think they're going to cherry-pick the ones that they want to keep or think they can do the job or have, have the staying power to continue
3: going. You think if it fits the story or, like Ian's point, if it just makes money, that'll be the deciding factor? Oh, it's it's all about money.
4: <laughs> It'll fit the story because the money says it
3: does. <laughs> yeah,
2: they, They'll alter stories that end up making the movie suck just because they had to make it work. That's my fear. That's my fears it, that it's just yeah. like, it, it, You ha- no mr james Gunn, we are warner brothers that made money so you have to shoehorn it in there into your narrative that you wanted to tell now you tell our narrative i don't want that yeah so that's my yeah sorry i'm just irked by that Uh,
3: shit josh you think we'll get any holdouts any of these people coming back or no
1: other than anyone as we're mentioning from the suicide squad or peacemaker not really
3: do you think every I, I, even these movies that are meant to come out the rest of the year, they're all they're all done after this?
1: I I think so. I I think it just makes sense. Just cut cut it clean. Don't muddy the waters. Just if if you want to make something that's supposed to clear the air, then start with clear air.
3: Yeah. Um, I think we sort of talked maybe before we started recording a little bit, but there. They're casting the wide net of movies, shows, animation, video games, all that stuff is meant to be interconnected. So how well do we think that's actually going to work?
1: It's not. I think that the Disney well, the Disney Plus model is showing that it can. It just depends if there's enough that I I don't know subscription numbers, but I don't know if you're gonna get the same number of people specifically keeping or signing up for HBO Max because of dc shows whereas i know there's a fair amount of people who took disney plus for those mcu shows they knew they were getting a lot of other stuff they might have liked along the way but they otherwise might have like for for me personally if it if it wasn't for that we might not have when we did we might have waited we might like oh a disney library and some star wars stuff like I'm glad we did, but like for us, like the Mandalorian is not the reason we got Disney Plus. Right. We knew the plan that they announced in like twenty nineteen before COVID of what is coming next, and we knew that. I don't know if you have the same I I don't I don't think it's analogous for DC fans, the 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 Warner Brothers DC brand of of IP out there. So it's it's shown it can work. I just don't know if it's going to work to the scale that the model that they're trying to replicate has been able to achieve.
3: Right. Yeah. I think, you know, we were talking about how I think the, the video game part of it, I think is the question for me. I could see movie shows, animation sort of hitting that schedule and being able to sort of come one after the other, maybe a little bit more easily. The production side of, and development for video games takes way too long to be able to, say okay in five years this video game is going to come out between these two movies to f- bridge the gap that's not going to happen so i don't know how this whole video game interconnectivity stuff's going to work but there, there's no way if you're trying to have video games hit a specific schedule five years out that that's ever going to work
2: unless they have literally started all of these video games in plans already right unless they're started now they're or not going to fit games into this are... timeline
3: you know, the way video games get so close to release and they go, oh crap, we're not ready yet. We got to wait another six months. Like, that happens all the time now. So, there's no way that this, this will ever hit the way it's supposed to. But, okay. we're,
0: we're assuming like AAA games, but like, what if they're just like stupid little phone games?
3: Oh, that's true. That's and who true. Who cares? Yeah. And who cares? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to play it anyways. Yeah. To, to both points. Yeah. I guess I'm they could be doing they, other stuff that's not AAA stuff that takes that long development cycle. But to Ian's point, yeah. If it's just some little mobile game that's meant to give me a little bit of a story between movies, I'm not gonna play it.
2: I mean they could do something along the lines of what like telltale games did that that would probably have a significantly less involved timeline because it's not yeah i mean the the more choose your own adventure yeah it's 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 a story that you play through where okay you know, like yeah, it's yeah. you know there's not as much mechanics or anything involved. it's much simpler to make that possible,
3: yeah. Um, last question I'll give you guys out of these list of properties is there one that you're well, maybe one or two that you're the most excited about? anything pique your interest? The good one oh,
4: oh, oh, alright so oh, which,
3: which one's the good one for you? What, are you? what are you looking at? So,
4: I mean I feel like creature commandos could be really good I think this is going to prove to Marvel that they should have fucking made Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos like we've all been saying for decades <laughs> um I, I think that could be really good. Um but if I had to pick one, it's booster gold. That's just like the perfect story for a millennial, like anxious, depressed cowboy like myself from West Virginia. I think like, you know, it it's it just attacks everything where it's like everything's your fault and you fucking suck. <laughs> but if I went to the past with this gun, guess who's bowing down, <laughs> Prince George? I rule England now, bitch. You know? That power fantasy of when I bring back my fucking COVID disease and <laughs> kill all of the English and I roll
3: England alone. That got dark very quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let,
4: <laughs> let's introduce
2: COVID back into the fucking 1700s and just be like, good luck, guys. <laughs> See how much Does of the, the world mean, it kills then. Yeah, that sounds is, like a great well, idea. You know,
4: and then it brings up the question, why didn't Booster Gold prevent nine eleven? <laughs>
2: Or Hitler. It may be in the comics yeah. he does.
4: Or Superman. I've been saying it for a long time. Superman, let it happen. <laughs>
3: uh, Josh, anything that piqued your interest out of this list?
1: Uh, absolutely, Swamp Thing. Ever... I've said this before. Ever since uh, reading the Alan Moore run uh, and hearing it talked about uh, by certain uh, creators uh, and content providers, As they did, like, I loved those books. Um, And I I really do dig that HBO show. It's out there. It's only 10 episodes. It's not that much of a lift. If you haven't watched it, it's legitimately good. Um, So definitely, definitely that. I'm sad that it seems like the way they're putting... I think the way that that article was put together was meant to say, this is our, at least right now, this is our intended release order. So if that is the case... I'm sad that I am like eight to nine years away maybe from Swamp Thing. Right. But uh that definitely and I don't know, maybe um the uh uh the the authority. Uh I I, I, I just think it could be something different. Like not not that I I've seen enough versions of Batman, Wonder Woman. Uh, Superman before that like not that those couldn't be fun and, and different but like eh, okay like I don't know I'm really in the mood for something new so either the authority um, honestly I'd like to see what the Green Lantern show turns out like Uh, that's another one of those I feel like when DC tried to you know make a wave and like in 2014 tell you oh you're gonna get a Flash movie in 2017 okay <laughs> yeah uh like Green Lantern was like announced back then. It was like you're gonna get Green Lantern core in twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it's been coming long enough, um, and I think it has a lot of potential. So coming at it with this idea, uh, yeah, I'd i like to see that. Uh Andy, anything stick out to you on the list? I think the authority
0: seems pretty interesting to me. I think you said it was uh Wildstorm.
3: Uh Wildstorm characters, yes.
0: Yeah, so uh, if I recall back when Wildstorm was its own like publisher, they were more edgy than a lot of the other like Marvel or DC. They were like one of the edgier ones, but them and like Image, I think, were more edgy. Um, So I'm really actually trying to remember if I ever saw an Authority comic book roll around. I could have. Uh, who knows? But um, They
2: actually were not called the Authority when they were with Wildstorm.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Um I know that. But yeah, I think I think that could be pretty fun and it could be edgy enough to be interesting.
3: Nice. Uh Mike, for someone that didn't care for any of this list, what are you <laughs> looking forward to? It's not that I don't care for any of the list. There's things that
2: I would look forward to if they do it right. If it's handled right. If all this is handled right, Batman the Brave and the Bold could be amazing. Um, and I feel like that's what the question is though. Right. Yeah. Like if it's handled right, I'm actually kind of excited for all these projects, but specifically I would say Waller, um, because we know where that's going to be. That's one I'm confident that will still be good because okay. Peacemaker was fantastic. Viola Davis as Waller has been fantastic already. I know what I'm going to get there and it's good. Yeah. So I, I have confidence that's going to be good. I'm excited for that. And the other, I would I would stick with Batman just because that's a really fun one to go through.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Superman I'm curious about just because I want to see what, what James Gunn Superman looks like and what they do with it. Um, Brave and the Bold for Batman, I think, is another obvious choice for me. I really think that would be cool and just want to see what they do with Damian Wayne and Robin and all that cool stuff. Uh, but I think the, the most exciting one for me is I'm really looking forward to Lanterns. I think like Josh was saying we've we've heard about this whether it's a movie or a series for years and just I it's generated my interest since then to see what this does HBO Max series I guess we'll see like Mike said with the budget what they what they let these creatives whoever's in charge of this do what they get away with how much money they want to put into it but um yeah I'm I'm I want to see who they cast for Hal Jordan and John Stewart and see where they go I would like to put money on Greg Berlanti being involved, but I don't know that. That's just sort of a pipe dream for me, I think, just because he's been associated with this before, and I've I've liked what he's done in the past with DC TV stuff. Uh So, yeah, hopefully that pans out, and we'll see. But I think that's the one I'm most looking forward to, Lanterns.
4: Do they cast a minority as Superman?
3: I don't know, because there, there was talk about, like, a, a Black Superman movie being made, and I don't know if that's still working, or if that's Cut off now too, or if that's going to be another Elseworlds thing. But I feel like if they're going to do Matt Reeves Batman and then still have the Black Superman story that they're trying to craft, that's gonna that might be way too much. Like with another Superman, another Batman out there. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. But I don't think anyone thinks that Joker is
2: related to anything. No, but I'm saying like the Reeves Batman has its own Joker as well.
4: That's right. Yeah.
3: So.
2: There's already going to be two Jokers, so are they even going to even like they can't even touch that in the next Batman? Like they can't even like they can't go anywhere near Joker and have three Jokers at once. Like
4: yeah, yeah, and Batman just doesn't have you know a rogues gallery.
2: Well, no, I'm just saying it. If there's already two, like they would they go and do a third Joker? I'm not putting it past them. I'm saying like they can't. Like you just can't do that.
4: You start with Scarecrow, then you get the Joker, then you get Bane. It's established. That's
2: true. That's true.
4: Um, Even the Titans dealt with Scarecrow. At, I mean, come on. As I put it. in
2: our Discord there, um, and if Andy remembers it, and for the listeners, if you're looking for information on the Authority, they were previously known as Stormwatch. Um, that was what it was before the Authority. That is like the prequel made by Wildstorm Comics version of that group. So if you cool. want to look that up, you can.
3: Yeah, it was funny too cuz I think after this article came out like James Gunn or or DC or somebody put out like the list of books like, "Hey, these are what the properties are based on." And then like every single one of them hit like top-selling comic book for a couple weeks as everybody started grabbing all the all the books to read them. I sold 400 issues. <laughs> Wait, you did you say you did? You sold 400? No, they no. they they
4: That's what I, it, that's all it takes you know, to, it, to be a, a top it's now, cover yeah. One. yeah, I mean, honestly, it's under, like, 40,000, I know that.
2: Yeah, like, uh, hard copies of comics are not really flying off the shelves anymore because the collectible part's just not there because they print so many.
3: Yeah. So
2: it lost a lot of that, and now you have digital comics that don't take up all the damn space in your house. So...
3: And I think they're cooler to read as as digital. Like you can actually take it one panel at a time, which I think zoom is really in, cool.
2: Check out the art even closer if you want yeah. to, and
4: yeah. But then you will get that nice two-page spread, you know. Yeah, I, where they show you the two spaceships fighting. <laughs> there's there's a very specific image I'm thinking of that I think can only be achieved in, a, in the two panels. You need it. <laughs> And it was such a great four-issue comic book series. One of the greatest of all time. And it's burned in my head, and it's these spaceships. One, it's a skull. It's the whole thing. Should have been an
3: Adult Swim show, but I digress. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, that's where we're going to leave the DC talk for today. I'm sure we'll come back with any type of updates, or if they start casting in some of this stuff, we get some more details. We'll see what goes on. Even, I don't know, we'll see if... We haven't really done trailer reactions and stuff anymore, but if the trailers start dropping and they're worth talking about, maybe it's something else we can come back to at some point. But that's, at this point, years away, probably. So we'll see what happens between now and then. Um, But I guess that's it for us. So if you've uh, enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, Give us a share on social media. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon. Hopefully anywhere you're listening to podcasts, you can find us. Uh, search us out on Facebook. Search for Bryguy and his super friends or go to facebook.com Bryguy Superfriends. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Try to email me, Bryguy Superfriends at uh, It's there, probably still working. I haven't checked it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Superfriends. That I will see. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch at Jedi Bryguy, Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, whenever we do another live recording of the show, we will do it there. If you want to randomly see me play video games here and there, I also do that there on occasion. Uh, And that's it. On behalf of Andy, Josh, Andy, 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 Josh, Andy, Andy, Josh, Ian, (laughs) Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.